Hey guys and ghouls, this is Tawny. And I'm Brooke. And this is going to be so freaky. So, the case that I am going to talk to you about, I have literally... Did you ever watch It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia? Yes. Do you watch that? Okay. You know the episode where Mac and Charlie get jobs in the mailroom? Of that company. He's like, I've been dying to talk to you about the meal. Pepe Sylvia, Pepe Sylvia. You remember that episode? No. <laughs> okay. Um, it's Sweet D has a heart attack. And they get jobs in the mailroom. Charlie is like doing all the work. And Matt comes to see him. And he's like, can we talk about the mail? I've been dying to talk to you about the mail all day. That is how I have felt with this. Like, I feel I'm going to send you a picture of that scene with the facial expression so you can see exactly the face because this is exactly how I've been feeling waiting to talk to you about this case and you can confirm for everybody that that's been the case because I know I've said to you at least three times it's killing me to not talk to you about this yeah that's, I mean, it's an interest that we share and then we have to wait until we've got it all prepared and are on here to talk about it, which makes it fun. But yeah, the wait is like, ugh. like I'm dying. The one that I'm going to do, I'm dying to know if you know this one. Okay. I'm so excited to hear about it because we were originally going to record both of them tonight and now we're pushing yours back. And yeah. like, I, I just want you to give me like a little, like a little clue or a little sample. Um, Check your Instagram messages, please. Okay. Oh, that's what that's from? That's like, what that's, that's from. That's the face. That's been me dying to talk to you about this case. Look at you just expressing your emotions in meme form per usual. Exactly. That's how I live my life. It's <laughs> the great communicator. Okay. So this is, I know I'm killing you with these unsolved cases, but they're the ones that live rent-free in my head. Well, I decided with mine to select an unsolved one just for you. And I love that. I love that. Um, this one, I guess, technically is not unsolved because it has been ruled a certain way, like on her death certificate by the coroner. But I'm just going to talk to you about the case. And then I'm, I'm just curious to see what your feelings are about it. Okay. Okay. So we're going to go back to 2017 for this one, um, June 2nd to be exact. And on the morning of June 2nd of 2017, this mail carrier lady is just delivering mail, minding her own business, just do to do to do, just dropping off mail, living her life, collecting her federal salary, which is probably really good. And she comes upon, she comes upon, um something horrific so at this mailbox and i actually am gonna have visual aids for you tonight now i will tell you that the picture i'm gonna show you um it is a blurred version and i know that at one point i did see the unblurred version but i have looked for hours searched high and low for this unblurred photo I cannot find it anywhere. It is just gone. Is it like uh, an original crime scene photo? 
It is well. So the photo, the 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 female male carrier who finds the scene, and you'll see why in a minute. Freaked out, and she ran and got help from another male carrier who was close by. Brought him back to the scene, and this photo was actually taken by that second male carrier. Um, it's probably a good thing that he showed up and did that because as you're going to hear later, the police like didn't give a fuck in this case. Like I, I I'm going to tell you that the decedent in this case had a history of drug abuse. And I think that that led them to believe a certain narrative from the, the jump and they were never going to look into other options, even though it's like glaringly obvious in this case to me that they should have. Um, so I know that I've seen the unblurred photo. I have only been able to find a blurred one. And I have looked for so long. Like it just seems like all the unblurred photos are gone. So the reason that I'm bringing up the unblurred versus the blurred photo here, maybe it would be easier to explain if I just show it to you first. Okay. And we will also put these pictures that I'm going to share with Tawny on our Instagram. If anybody is interested in seeing them. Okay. Can you see what I'm doing? Yeah. Okay. So this is the picture. <clears throat> oh my God. So, why don't um, you go ahead and describe to me what you're seeing, and then I'll start talking about what I know. Okay. To me, okay, so I'm seeing a woman. She is on her knees next to a post, and is, is that something tied around her neck? It is. It's two shoelaces that have been tied together. Oh my god, is she is she is she dead? Is this the she is. She is dead. So this female mail carrier comes upon this scene. So um this is a mailbox post that she is tied to. Um she is on her side, like with the mail post parallel to her side. Um, she's wearing jeans and a t-shirt. Uh, her purse is open in front of her. She's holding what appears to be her wallet. Um, and the reason that I brought up, well, actually, and you can see if you look at her neck, that her hair is tangled in the, in the laces. Um, like it's over her hair. The this reason that I, yeah, it's, and the unblurred version is, is I, I can see why, um, because in the unblurred version of the photo, the laces are pulled around her face. Um, okay. So, she, like, her lip is pulled up with the laces. Um, and her eyes are open and she is looking upwards. And her head is kind of tilted back. Oh. Um, so, 911 is called. They come out. Um, and they discover that this is the body of 37-year-old jessica johnson i cannot imagine walking up on that right like just out doing your job and then that's what you come across that is terrible and is that um is that 
the post for her house? Is that for her mailbox for? It is not. So we'll get into whose mailbox it is. Well, I just mean like it would like it's not like a community. No, because it's a post. No, it's it's a it's a mailbox for a house. Okay. Um, also important to mention, I think, um, is that like the lawn is very overgrown in the picture. Like there's mm-hmm. grass way high up. Um, so the mailbox post is 38 inches tall, and there's high grass on that. Okay. Um, so. The police are able to discover this is the body of 37-year-old Jessica Johnson. Um, She was a single mother of two. She had an 8-year-old daughter and a 19-year-old son. So big age gap in the age Mm -hmm. of her kids. Um, She... So her friends and family were interviewed for Crime Watch Daily. And one thing that's consistent with everyone who talks about her is she was like a glamazon. She didn't go anywhere. She did not step out of her house without a full face of makeup with her hair done. Like she very much took pride in her physical appearance, Um, which I think is important in this case because she's in the photo I just showed you, um, which Like, let me share with you again so you can just, like, get an idea of how she normally looked. So, like, this is the level of glam that she was normally rocking. This was the everyday Jessica Johnson. Wow. Okay. Okay. So, I feel like that is important in this case in particular. Like, normally something like that wouldn't matter so much to me. But I can say my first thought when you told me she was like that is I think about like my mom who, well, now this seems insensitive to say, but it's how I always describe her is like, she literally will not go to the mailbox without a full face of makeup. And that's Um, how everyone describes Jessica too. Like she was not going outside without a full face on. I, my first thought is there's no way somebody like that would like commit suicide in that manner. Ding, ding, ding. Yeah. 10 points to Gryffindor. <laughs> um, no, it's Pride Month. I'm not going to say JK Rowling things during. Not in this house. <laughs> um, That's but- okay. My trans kid wants a Harry Potter themed room. So, <laughs> okay. Well, we're you heard it here. Um, so, but that's exactly where I was going with this is that, of course, she's going to. Okay. I feel like. For most people that commit suicide, the people close to them will say, no, they would, the people who don't want to believe that they committed suicide are going to say they wouldn't do that. They love their kids so much, or they had X, Y, Z to live for, or they just wouldn't do that. And there is some of that. But Jessica's mother has said things to the effect of like, I understand that People are going to say that when someone's found like this or when it's speculated that someone has committed suicide. Like, and I'm not even saying that it's not, I'm not even going to say that no, a hundred percent she didn't commit suicide because of this reason. But what I am going to say is that if she was going to kill herself, it wouldn't have been like this. It, they, it wouldn't, this is not how you would have found her. She would have been dolled up and she would have done something like overdose. She would not have put on this public spectacle. Yeah. 
this is just not, if my daughter was going to kill herself, this isn't the way that it would have happened. Um, I will I will say that the death is ultimately ruled a suicide and is still ruled a suicide. So let's let's get into some more details about it. Um, okay. So I'm not jiving with that theory just yet at all. Right. Um, so like I said, she was tied to the mailboxes hanging from the mailbox Um by two shoelaces that are tied together like very meticulously at the ends. Um, and the reason that I brought up earlier, the blurred versus the unblurred photo is because in the unblurred photo, Oh, I, I think I did talk about that a little bit um, is the laces being over her face, over the mouth, over the cheekbone, um, which will be important later. Uh, also, if you look at the photo like she, so 38 inches is the length of the post. And I know that people have hung themselves on short, like it happens on doorknobs. It happens on bed frames. Like I know that it's possible, but at such a short distance, it feels like you would have to use your body weight for that and lean forward. And she's sideways. She's parallel to the to the mailbox so yeah, like how is she gonna put enough exactly like the the pressure is on the cheekbone and i will i'll say that um her parents did hire a private investigator which we'll get into all of his stuff later his name is dr maurice goodwin or godwin sorry it's godwin um and he has said uh, he actually worked on the the casey anthony case and he was like, no way. Like, the way that she's positioned, she wouldn't have even ever lost consciousness that way. Yeah, and you said that the strings were up on her face. They are. And he said not only would she not have lost consciousness that, that way, but she would have been in extreme pain the entire time. Yeah. Um, also, the hair underneath the, the ligature... You would think that if you were going to kill yourself, like, you would need that up against the skin, right? You wouldn't absolutely need it to, but you would think that it would be more convenient. No, for sure. I mean, like, if I thought I'm going to go take shoestring and hang myself from a post, you would think I'm going to put my back to the post so that I can lean forward. forward. I'm going to put it under, you know, under my chin, neck, you know, I'm going to make sure it's, what? It doesn't make, I don't know. It doesn't make any sense. To me, it looks more like she's being positioned up than it does like she's being like hung. Yeah, right. Like she was being tied to it. Yeah. Yeah. Like it was really badly staged. Yes. Okay. That's what I thought too. Um, so let's get into a timeline of events. So Jessica lived with her parents and her two kids at their house. Um, she had had, like I said, she had had uh, a history of, of drug abuse. Um, she was trying really hard to, 
to get past all that, but it was kind of, she was off again and on again with it. Um, And she had been arrested in 2013 for felony possession and paraphernalia. Uh, Xanax was her drug of choice, but she was also using meth when she was using. So the last night she's at home is is May 31st. She tells her parents that she's leaving. She's going to be with her boyfriend, Garland Hart, um, who is not a good guy. Um, he's got a long history of drug use, selling drugs, domestic violence, like just not a, not a great guy. Um, and what's funny is that her parents and her friends, they didn't understand what she was doing with him because they said that that had never been the kind of guy that she was interested in before. So they just didn't really get, like, what she was doing with him. Was he also, like, participating in drug use? Yes. Because I think that's when people's, you know, it just becomes a thing of convenience a lot of times. So they didn't get what she was doing with this guy. But she tells her parents that she's going to be with him for a couple days. Um, They're expecting her to come back, I guess, the next day, the first Okay, so she leaves um, and goes spends the night with Garland. They were fighting the whole time. At some point during their time together, she goes to pick up a friend from work. Her name is Katie. And while she is out picking up this friend, she receives a phone call from Garland's friend, Jesse, who he'll be important later because... Jesse and Garland stay together. They live together. And the mailbox that Jessica was found at is just happens to be the mailbox in front of that house. So this is where they were spending their time together during that two, two day period before she died. Um, there was a lot of people there in and out buying drugs, partying uh, like, you know, just, a lot of people in and out and they all saw them both there. So Jesse calls Jessica while she's out picking up her friend from work. And he's like, Hey, just FYI, Garland's hooking up with two chicks in the bedroom. And so she gets like super upset. Um, her friend Katie that she's with, she's like, let's just go like, I'll go inside and I'll pick up your stuff and we can leave. And she's like, no, I want to talk to him. They, she goes back, they get into a big fight in the driveway of the house. Uh, Jesse claims to have heard her say during this argument in the driveway that he said that she took her shoelaces out and said she was going to kill herself, which is really convenient that you heard her say that and then she turns up dead on your mailbox that's real specific right i heard her say she was gonna kill herself with her shoelaces (sighs) okay all right so also can you just imagine the awkwardness of like mid fight with your partner because like shoelaces aren't that easy to get out you're just like right 
You stay right there while I pull these out because I'm going to kill myself. With, like, if you're going to threaten to kill yourself in an argument, like, there are, you were standing in the driveway. Like, you could have said, I'm going to run out in front of a car. Right, right. But no, let's be as dramatic as we can be with it. Okay. All right. Um, so they continue fighting. Okay. At some point, well, so into the night of the first, they get into another fight. I assume that they're still fighting about him cheating. She ends up in the bathroom and calls another friend and says that she's afraid. She's very upset. She wants her friend to come pick her up. So the friend shows up. She stays for 45 minutes. Jessica ultimately decides that she doesn't want to leave. The friend leaves. And then she is there until about six o'clock on the night of the first. And Garland said she was acting crazy. I told her to leave and she left. And then she's completely unaccounted for until she's found the next morning by the mail carrier. So why would she come back and kill herself on the mailbox? Or is he trying to say she just like walked outside and went and did it? No, he's saying that she left and then, because if that were the case, like, so, okay, I'll tell you that um, according to the private investigator, or the, the private coroner that her parents hired, he thinks that she had been dead for about eight hours when she was found at 1030 in the morning. There are some other pieces here that are definitely concerning. Um, so the police initially said that no autopsy was done. It later turned out that a partial had been done. They also, so there was a toxicology report done. Um, she had Xanax and meth in her system, but not enough to overdose on. So that was not the cause of death. The strangulation was. Uh, I would love to see her autopsy report if there yeah. was one, but there's not. No autopsy was done except for this partial. And the results of those are like nowhere to be found. Other things that are nowhere to be found are the shoelaces. What? They lost them. They lost them. Her clothing is gone. They were incinerated at the funeral home because they came in in a biohazard bag, even though there was no blood or fluids on them. So the clothing is gone. She's wearing flip-flops in the photo when she was found. She was wearing flip-flops. Uh, but a pair of shoes that were inside of the house, a pair of Converse, had what appeared to be blood on them. Uh, the police gave those back to the family. Oh Along with God. the purse. They gave the purse back. So the police technically up to this point have said that this is still an open investigation. But how is it How is it an open investigation if you gave back all the evidence? Wait, so they hadn't even, they, they hadn't even closed the investigation before, because that's kind of what I assumed of why everything got sent out was they were like, oh, well, this is a suicide. We're going to return things to the family. So this was still an open investigation and they were giving people evidence yep. back. 
Okay. Yeah. Um, wow. So also something that you can't really tell in the purse is the strap of it is ripped like it was pulled off. Now you might be, you might be asking yourself, where was her phone? Yes. So her phone was in the purse and at 3:29 AM, there was a text sent to her son's phone um, that said that she was going to be spending the day with Garland. <sighs> but around this time, the passcode was changed to the phone and they have never been able to get into it. Even though the cell phone is in her dad's name, Apple will not unlock the phone. So they've never been able to get into it. And if you recall, according to this coroner that was hired by the parents, she had been dead for around eight hours. hours. So this Right. So this text would have either been sent around the time she was dying or after she was already dead. Right. And if for the sake of argument, she was murdered by somebody, they could have used her fingerprint to open the phone. Right. And change the code. So I'm not saying that that is what happened, but I'm saying that it makes sense. I mean, I think most signs point to a murder here, but. (laughs) So let's, let's get into, you want me to shock you even more? Uh, Yes. There was a security camera pointed right at the mailbox. You want to know what was on it? What? Nobody knows because the police did not ask for the footage And the homeowner did not offer it. And do you know who the homeowner was? Garland's friend, Jesse. That he lived with at the house that they had been at for two days. So Crime Watch Daily. The investigation part of this. I'm not understanding. Well, that's what I was saying early on is that I think that they thought they knew what happened. And so they just didn't look into it that hard. Okay. Uh, Crime Watch Daily went and talked to Jesse, and his story just kept changing about the security footage. Um, he first said he never watched it. He said that the camera might not have been on or that it had been taped over, um, that he didn't know the password. You don't know the password for your own security camera? Right. And I just know that if it was me, because I'm a nosy bitch, like <laughs> if I had a security camera that was pointed right at where a gruesome event that's the first thing i'm doing especially if there's any suspicion of your involvement right somebody's somebody's tied yeah so uh the police never asked for it which is concerning to say the least um i'm gonna show you another picture So another concerning event here or concerning little piece of information is the condition that her left arm was in. So I'm just going to show you the picture and I just want to get your initial reaction to it. 
So the left arm is the one that you can't really see in the mailbox photo. So this is her left arm. So what's your initial reaction to this? Is that from injecting? I don't think so. So if you look at this part right here, like where this bruising and this, what does this part look like to you? I'm honestly not sure. I Let me, let me try to zoom. Yeah, try to zoom in or I wonder if I can zoom in. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, that doesn't look like she was injected with anything. Um, yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure. So this part right here looks like a shoe print to me. I can see that. But moreover, these holes in her hand, these literal holes, the, the doctor that the parents hired thinks that they're burn marks, like chemical burns. Man, chemical burns. And maybe that's not what they are. I don't, I mean, maybe someone was making meth. I mean, I don't like, I don't know that much about making meth, to be honest. Like, the extent of my meth making knowledge comes from Breaking Bad. But it feels <laughs> like there's probably some chemicals that could cause burns. Also, look at her fingernails. There's clearly blood on her fingernails. So what do you think would have caused that? Not a suicide by hanging on a mailbox. Yeah. I honestly don't know what could have caused the holes, but the fact that there's like quite obviously blood under her fingernails at the very least tells me that you should have gotten DNA. So since then... Garland has gotten a new girlfriend. Um, you know, him and his friend both have said like she was acting weird and implying that she was going to kill herself. They've since like changed their tune and said, I don't think she did kill herself. Okay. Um, Garland has also gotten a new girlfriend. He already has a domestic violence charge against her. <sighs> but she is saying that he was with her all night. But people who were at, you know, like I said, there were people in and out of that house all night who saw him there all night. So, like, you're just making it, you're making it look more suspicious. Um, another another interesting piece of information is that throughout the, the day, she had collected about $500 from friends, uh, I presumably to buy drugs, like, for them. Uh, that, that that money was never found and no drugs were found in her bag. Um, also, people who know her say that those were, like, they never saw her in those clothes before. Like, beyond she just wouldn't wear that out of the house or, like, to kill herself, they, they say, like, we don't recognize those clothes. We never saw her wear those like implying that they don't think that those clothes belong to her i'm trying to think why they would change her well i mean if there was blood on the shoes unless she was like not clothed when she died and they put clothes on her to pose the body right 
So, I mean, unfortunately, again, like, I don't have a nice, neat bow to put on this case. From my point of view, it does not look good for Garland and Jesse. No, and I, I really want to know if they were home when her body was discovered. Because, for one, if you left, you would have passed it. It just, it seems strange to me that it took until 1030 to find her body just because it seems like there should have been people on the road like driving past the house by that point. I don't know how rural the house is, but like like I said, I watched the Crime Watch Daily thing and it looked like there were neighbors, so you and would there think- was a party going on there that night. So if she had come back and committed suicide because she'd been dead for eight hours by the time she'd been found. So, so she would have died like around like two, 3 AM. She's just totally unaccounted for after 6 PM. Oh, after six. Okay. Okay. And the time of death isn't till like between like two and four. It doesn't make sense to, it doesn't make sense to come back. It doesn't. Unless it was like a I'm going to show you type thing, but still like. Right. Like to make a statement. But also I know that in murders, if the body is um, posed in a way or put in an area where it's like they do want them to be found. And then our wallet being in our hand just makes me think and we want her to be identified you know, it, it kind of points to actually right. having some sense of care for the person, like maybe thinking of their children wanting to get this over really quickly. But if that, I don't, yeah, yeah, that does, that does make sense. Um, I Another thing that I forgot to mention earlier uh, is that the way that the laces were tied, like I said, it was like pretty meticulous at the end, the way that they're tied together. And if this is happening the way that the timeline is suggesting that it did, it would have been super dark where she was. Mm-hmm. And Dr. Godwin, he he's saying, like, I don't believe that she tied these laces, at least not at the location. Because it would have been too dark. Like, you would have needed to be able to see what you were doing to tie them that meticulously. Right. And there would have been no light. There's like not street lights there. I mean, I guess she could have used the flashlight on her phone, but then it that wasn't on when they found the phone. So what, you're going to start hanging yourself and then turn your flashlight off? This is so weird. You really have I, the most like, baffling. Like I'm going, I'm going to be thinking about these photos. I want to understand the blood, like, the blood around her fingernails, that makes me think somebody did a sloppy job of cleaning the body. I don't know if it was ever 100% confirmed that it was blood on the other shoes, but I mean, they were taken, they were tested. So if, like, she wasn't bleeding. So like, whose blood is it? But then there's those holes on her arm, like literal holes. Could those have been bleeding, though? 
I mean, I guess they could have, but like, I feel like there would be evidence of them bleeding. Like there would be blood around them on the picture. And unless they had been cleaned, which the condition of her hands suggests to me that they weren't, mm-hmm. you would think that there would be blood like in or around them. And there's not. I mean, I really wish I could find the unblurred photo so you could see the way that the laces are across her face. Because if you could see that, you that to me is the thing that I'm like, there's no way. The way that they are around her neck and her hair and her face, there would have never been enough pressure on her windpipe. No, I mean, to me, it just looks like somebody propped up a body and used the shoelaces to keep her. And, like, didn't even do that good of a job of it. Yeah. Yeah, I want to see the autopsy report. I want to see more photos. It's like, was she previously strangled and then set up like that? Oh, I think that the cause of death was determined to be strangulation. So does she have like the tight, you know, ligature marks from shoelaces around her neck? We look at, I mean, I don't think that we can even tell by the picture that we have because the ligature is still on her. Yeah. And then there's no other, besides the one of her arm, I've never seen any other pictures that were taken like once her body was moved. Man. That is wild. That is, that's a really frustrating one too, because everything that they need or could at least possibly determine if this was something other than suicide, that it's gone. The evidence is gone. Well, and she had also told family and friends, like, if anything happens to me, like, this is the guy that you need to look at. And that's kind of damning. In my right. Opinion. And she called a friend over. I just kind of have because I've had, you know, friends call me when they're having a fight with their partner. And it's like, if you call me over to come get you, I don't care if y'all are working it out. You're going to get in the car and you're going to come with me because something right. in your butt said that you need protection and you if need it help. Was severe enough that you called me, then you need to leave. Yeah, you need to go. Even if it's just to create some some space you need right. to get out of there and that something told her that she needed to get out of there that's really concerning and he's been violent with his his new partner and that's another like i just don't understand why she's giving him like an alibi that he doesn't need right you're just making it look more suspicious and the the passcode change is weird the, and, it, and it being changed around the time that she apparently sent a text that she's going to be spending the day with him. It's just all and weird. I don't, I, like, and it doesn't make sense to me. This is like, I mean, there's a lot I don't understand about like, you know, privacy laws and whatever. But like, if the phone is in her dad's name, why can't Apple unlock it? Well, I think with Apple, it would also have to be under his like iCloud account because that's completely separate. Like your, your phone, your, your service is under your carrier, but your phone would be under Apple. Well, she was cremated, so they can't, they couldn't even use her finger to like open the phone. 
Yeah, maybe that's something to do before you cremate. Can like, we just go back to them losing the fucking ligature and her clothes being incinerated? Just anything that would have had foreign DNA is gone. Gone. Like, you guys really shit the bed on this one. Like, I almost don't even want to put, like, the tip phone numbers into the show notes or say them on here because they obviously don't care. There is a Facebook page that's run by her family that's... Let me look it up. I actually reached out to them because I would love to talk to her mom, but I have not gotten a response. It's called, the, the page is called What Happened to Jessica Johnson. Her family runs it. So I feel like if you have any information or any tips of any kind, it would probably be more beneficial to go there than it would to the police department because they obviously could give a fuck about yeah, this. And the family has hired a private investigator, right? Yes. So they could handle um, tips and leads. I almost wanted to, have you ever seen the movie Waitress? It's a great movie. If you haven't seen it, you should. It's got Carrie Russell in it and she's like this waitress. She has an abusive husband and then she gets pregnant and she's just like pissed the fuck off about it because now it's going to tie her to the, him forever and she starts having an affair with her doctor like it's a like a comedy but it's really good okay um but the the woman who made it the act well she was an actor and then she directed this movie her name was adrian shelley she was found dead in her like studio space in New York, like hung in the shower. And her husband was just like, nope, absolutely not. That's not what happened. Like you need to look at this again. And then actually like the police actually did. And it turned out that someone had killed her and like strung her up and made it look like a suicide. And I almost wanted to like cover them at the same time. I might do a case on her at okay. some point, but like just to show the difference between like, the way police, the difference in the way police do things when you're an on-again, off-again drug addict in Mississippi versus someone with money in New York. Which should have no bearing because even from a police perspective, like you're there to intervene if a crime is being committed and you need to find out if a crime is being committed what the victim does in their personal life in some ways you know can help an investigation but it shouldn't have any bearing on the amount of effort you put in to doing your job the same to me like a healthcare worker like if you can't separate your feelings about what a person does or you know your moral compass from theirs and treat everybody the same when you're a healthcare worker you don't need to be a healthcare worker right or you know you don't need to be a pharmacist if you don't believe that people should have access to um <laughs> exactly like but that like, that's exactly what i'm saying though it's like yeah. uh, your job's not as a pharmacist it's not your job to decide whether someone should or should not be on birth control or be buying the morning after pill like your job is to fill their their prescription 
Right. Your your, your personal, personal feelings and your personal matter. judgments have nothing to do with your position. Exactly. Get over yourself. Do your job. Right. If you don't want to take birth control, you don't have to. Right. But mind your fucking business. Can I have a little clue or a little like a little sampler of what your story that you were gonna tell tonight is? Okay. Um, do you know the I Love Pass incident? Yes. Did yes. you know that there's an American version of that? No. Yeah, 